0: I felt like I needed it in my life, but didn't know that I needed, I gained working here. It was kind of like I had this yearning for something deeper, and I didn't even know that. I've always just had this deep-seated belief, this conviction, that I know that I can be great here. My commitment has never really wavered. When you have that conviction, you have then the willpower to go figure it out. I just want to keep growing myself, my business, my organization. I know Vector has changed my life. I know the power that Vector can have on somebody's life. And in my mind, I wanna get that out to as many people as I possibly can.
1: That's the voice of Katie Capone, one of the top district managers in the Cutco Vector Marketing organization today. Through a series of ups and downs, and with the help of several key mentors in her life, Katie's Vector experience has yielded some valuable life lessons, which she shares in this inspiring conversation. Some of these lessons came in unexpected places, like a conversation at a soccer field. Others are more common experiences that most of us will deal with in our lives. Through it all, Katie Capone has become a shining example of success. I'm proud to share her stories and her lessons with you here today. and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Well, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have a very special guest today named Katie Capone, one of the top district managers in the Cutco Vector Marketing Sales Organization. Katie has worked with Cutco since 2007. She originally started with Mike Monroe up in the New England. And when she went to school, she went down to Florida and had a chance to work with Kathy Christen at that time. So uh, her bloodlines in the vector business are fantastic with those two people as key mentors. Katie became a district manager very quickly with our company in 2008, uh, originally in Southeast Massachusetts. Four years later, in 2012, she moved to Providence, Rhode Island, which is where she operates today. She has worked most closely with Ryan Trembler over the years as a district manager. She's about $8 million in career sales production of Cutco, and so uh, knocking on the door of Hall of Fame with the company. And this year, she is having her best year ever. She is currently number three in the nation in the elite league category of district managers. So experiencing a great breakthrough and has a lot of ideas and value to offer the audience today. So Katie Capone, I'm uh, grateful to have you here on the podcast.
0: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Well, let's hear a little bit about how you got started with the Cutco Vector business.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I actually, my dad received a letter in the mail. Uh, Ironically, my dad is in the medical field. Didn't really make sense why he got a letter, but grateful that You know, my dad in his 50s got a letter in the mail. It was actually uh,
1: addressed to your dad?
0: Oh, yeah. Addressed to him. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so he said, I don't think this is for me. I'm not a student, but you should check this out. Before working here, I had done like the typical minimum wage retail job, uh, which my friends had worked at. So I, I liked it. But at that point, I was going into my senior year of college, felt like I should do something... Better for my resume, gain more experience. Honestly, I saw the the base pay was almost double what I was making, and so I said, "Hey, why not? Let me try this out." And uh, went in for my interview the same day. Was in training the next day, and uh, with Mike Monroe, like you mentioned, and really never looked back since that. And I sold. I was the number one rep in the office that summer. Uh, sold about twenty thousand dollars that summer. I started at the end of May, and then in August went down to school.
1: Awesome. What are some of the experiences that stand out from the early part of your career, Katie?
0: Yeah, so it was interesting. It was so contagious, the, the position. Everything that I felt like I needed in my life but didn't know that I needed, I mm. gained working here. It was kind of like I had this yearning for something deeper. And I didn't even know that until one-on-one conversations, PCs, learning you know, lessons about personal growth, things that we talk about, like how you do anything, how you do everything, you know, setting your intentions. The year before that in college, I had read a book, uh, John Maxwell's Law, uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws, I believe is what it is. And I remember thinking, oh, this is really cool. And then a month later was in the vector environment and really learning some of these things that John Maxwell had talked about. And so just being in an environment where we can choose to be positive. I was, you know, before coming into Vector, I was an athlete. I played soccer for 15 years. Uh, my dad was a, a big soccer player, so it was kind of instilled in me at a really young age. And uh, being a soccer player was how I defined my life, who I was. And I got a little complacent when I was in college. Uh, didn't maybe work as hard as. I thought I needed to, to keep my spot on the team. And my sophomore year was cut from the soccer team. And that was probably one of the most challenging things I had dealt with because I had the whole, I got this, I don't need to put in the work, you know, complex. And so kind of went through a really struggle my sophomore and junior year of college and wasn't necessarily in the best emotional place. And then I found Vector. And Vector, all of a sudden, all of those things that I experienced as an athlete, it was like all of a sudden they were alive again. And so that's, you know, such a huge memory from from me from being a sales rep my first summer, you know, the competitiveness, the working hard. And one of the things I guess why I've always tried to not have that, I got this complacent attitude that took soccer away from me, but was able to get back in a different way in Vector.
1: Mm, Very cool. I like that. I like what you described about you didn't know you needed certain things. And then you began to realize, you know, what was there for you to learn from your vector experience. And that comment about being complacent. I think everybody really needs to hear and ponder that idea, because the only things that sort of evolve naturally in life are disorder and things that aren't good. That's what evolves naturally. And if you're complacent in any area of life, what tends to happen is you you start regressing. And so for any area of life that's important to you, you know, maintaining your intensity towards learning, growth, improvement, moving forward uh, is a critical element of success. And that's certainly true in Vector. I've seen so many people come into Vector and have great success for a period and then not maintain that same hunger. That same intensity toward learning, and they tend to have, you know, uh, times where they regress. So, those are good lessons that you were exposed to early on in your vector career.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because I felt like you just explained, I also kind of experienced that from a vector perspective as well. You know, came in top rep first couple of years, I was a top manager, and then kind of hit that same, that same plateau and didn't put in the work, didn't keep growing. And it wasn't late until after that plateau and vector that I realized that I got this complacency was a pattern. I didn't realize I had done that in soccer. I didn't realize I'd done that as a manager until I kind of took a step back. All right, hey, I used to be good at this. Well, why am I not anymore? So I, I didn't fortunately learn it you know, early enough until it happened the second time where I was able to be like, all right, what, what's going on here? How do I fix this? How do I, how do I move forward? So, a hard lesson to learn, but grateful that I was able to do it in a safe environment within Vector where I was still able to succeed and kind of work my way through that.
1: Yeah, well, if you got it after two times of being sort of uh, needled with it, that's a lot faster than most people. So, uh, it does take repetition <laughs> yeah. a lot of times to, to yes. have these ideas sink in. So you started in, in New England with Mike Monroe, and then you went to school. So you, at the end of the mm-hmm. summer, you moved to school in Florida and worked with Kathy? Yes. Where'd you go to school?
0: I went to school at Nova Southeastern. Uh, it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, small division two school.
1: Okay, great. What, what, uh, what was it like working with Kathy?
0: Oh, amazing. Uh, Kathy is one of my favorite people. Uh, I know this is audio, but my face kind of lights up when I, say, when I think of Kathy. Kathy was such a strong mentor for me uh, that I didn't realize that I needed. I know I said that already with Vector, but also from a female leadership perspective. Kathy taught me you know, how to work hard, how to get things done, I've never seen somebody, you know, be so clear on what they need to get done and then just execute it. And that is a skill that I certainly learned from her. But Kathy also not only taught me so many business skills, but she's also just taught me how to be a great friend, how to connect. You know, Kathy and I have a great friendship now. She's she's a sister to me, is kind of how I view our relationship. So uh didn't start that way. I started as a manager or mentor, but I she's one of the best managers in the company. And I I feel so grateful to have worked with her.
1: Yeah, you know, the great leaders both in and out of vector help elevate others and help bring them up to where they are. And it's cool that you said that now your relationship with Kathy, you feel like is like a sister. And that's awesome that you've evolved, you know, to that level. And it says something about her and the impact that, uh, that she has had on you, and that I'm sure others have had on you. I know um, Mike Monroe had a tremendous impact on your life and career, right?
0: Yeah. I I wouldn't be the person that I am if it wasn't for Mike Monroe. He is probably the most influential person in my life when I was younger. I mentioned soccer. And after I was released from the soccer team, I wanted nothing to do with soccer. I didn't want to look at a soccer ball. I don't want to look at the game. I don't want to do anything. And I remember it was in you know i was i was doing well as a sales rep and you know we were having a conversation about you should call some of the people that you're uncomfortable calling you know chicken list kind of thing and he's like didn't didn't you play sports like why don't you call some of your old soccer coaches and i kind of immediately shut down and i said it was a hard no and he dug a little bit deeper and was kind of like what what what's going on here and mike through his coaching and mentorship was really able to help me just let go of the grief and the pain that I had from losing soccer and losing that part of me for a PC, you know, at one point he actually, uh, this was later in our career, but took me to the soccer field, which was the first time I'd been to the soccer field uh, in years. And that was, like I said, probably one of the most influential moments because it allowed me to grieve, but it also allowed me to move forward because soccer was such a huge part of my life. And so when I think about, about Mike and just the person that he is and having the capacity to be able to do that for somebody. And in a first PC with somebody realizing, you know, there, there's something deeper here. What, what's going on, you know, is, is so powerful. And Mike's a huge reason why I became a district manager. So obviously, all the Vector skills that he taught me, but Mike really taught me more about just how to be compassionate for people and have empathy and so many things that are useful in my life in and outside of Vector.
1: Wow. So the, the soccer experience happened two years before you started working in Vector, right? Yeah. So now you're working with Mike, and he's getting to know you. He's kind of probing to find out more things about you. And what comes out was this Mm -hmm. traumatic experience that you had from being cut in soccer a couple of years earlier. And Mike literally drove with you to a soccer field to go like sit there and talk about it.
0: Yep, that's exactly what we did. Sat, sat there and talked about it. We didn't even have a ball, nothing. I think it, uh, a couple months later, we, we did bring a ball the next time for our PC that we had there, but yeah, he's like, "Come on, let, let's get in the car. Let's, let's just go to the field." And that was the first time I had been able to and that was the field that we went to, was the field that I had, you know my glory years on as a you know, growing up high school, all of that. And so got in the car and said, "Hey, let, let's go."
1: Wow. And what was the breakthrough that came out of that conversation?
0: I think before that I had really identified myself as an athlete. And that was who I was. Mm. And then when I was no longer an athlete, I really felt like I lost myself, but I didn't know who I was. And at 20 years old, you know, we go through so much at that age, so many life changes. And so I was graduating college and you know, potentially moving somewhere, who knows where I was going to go after college. And just, you know, I didn't know who I was. And I felt like I was defined by being an athlete. And what Mike helped Mike in that moment helped me realize was there's more to me than just being a soccer player. And some of the things that I got out of being an athlete, I can apply that to other areas of my life and do well with it. Mm.
1: It's so awesome to think about a leader uncovering that the lesson about you and actually taking the time to like take you to the soccer field to talk it over, and that says so much about Mike and who he is as a person. How much he cares about individuals to go that extra mile, you know. in, in working with Mike now, in, in some of the times that I get a chance to to work directly with him, you just get that sense that he's so thorough about preparing and bringing his best to everything he does and he brought that to you that's pretty cool
0: yeah he was a division manager at the time so i'm sure he had plenty of other things very busy day you know ahead but not for one second did did i know that you know it was yeah sure let let this is what you need let, let's do this and and at that point i like I, I was still my first summer this wasn't a relationship that had been developed over years now I was probably at like 10 or 15K in sales, but really took that initiative, which was so powerful.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You said Mike was a big reason why you became a district manager. Well, What were some of the key reasons that you took that step?
0: Yeah, everything that I saw Mike do as a manager, I just wanted to do that. I saw the relationships that he had with other people and the same with Kathy as well. Just the relationships. Relationships are important to me and not just familial relationships, but friends, family, you know, networks. And I just, I love the culture of the relationship. So not just like the competitive culture or the sales culture, but just the people first culture. And I felt if I left vector, I don't know where else I'm going to find this. And I remember thinking, okay, if I, I went to school for sports medicine, so, if I want to go back to sports medicine, that'll always be there. But these relationships, these people right now, it might not always be like this forever. So, that was part of it. Uh, to be honest, it was a really hard decision for me to go district because I'm very type A, had my whole life planned out before I got that letter. My dad got the letter in the mail. So, Vector was, was never in my plan. Uh, grad school, already been accepted, was planning on moving. So, it wasn't. If Vector kind of threw like a, a wrench, a positive wrench, but kind of threw a wrench into the whole life plan that I had. And I did have the opportunity to potentially stay in Florida with Vector. So I felt like in the fall, bef- the fall before I decided to go district, every day, sometimes even every hour, my mind would change. Like, all right, I'm going to stay in Florida. All right, I'm going to stay in Florida and go to grad school. All right, I'm going to stay in Florida and be a brand. All right, I'm going to stay in you know, go back to Rhode Island and in New England and be a manager. So it's like every hour I felt like my mind changed. And when it really came down to it, it was I just love helping and serving people and helping give people the opportunity that I had and that was given to me by Mike, by Kathy and, and by Vector, that I felt like, what's the best opportunity for me to do this? And being a district manager with Vector is that. Hmm.
1: That's a uh, a great testament to what we do here in Cutco and Vector and I really appreciate that. I think there's probably a lot of people who will listen to this who have had Vector alter some of the thoughts or plans they had for their life. And for many people it doesn't mean that you can't still have those plans as a part of your future. You may end up doing something else five years from now or three years from now or ten years from now. Who knows, uh Katie but uh, when you're in a good place, I think it makes sense to really maximize that place that you're in when you realize that, you know, hey, I'm in a place that's really good. There's great people around me. I have great opportunity. I'm doing well. I'm liking it. It just makes sense to maximize that and, you know, kind of continue that run. I feel like that's what's kept me here in Vector for the 32 years that I've been here, Katie, is did Yeah. A- I didn't plan on working here as a career, and even when I graduated from college and I thought well I'm good at this, I might as well do this for now. I thought I was going to do it for now for a while, and then you just you keep getting better, you keep enjoying it more and more, and it just continues as something that you want to do, or for others, they get to a point where they realize you know what this chapter is closing, and it's time to go on to the next one, and I think that's great too, yeah. so um but you're in a you know you're in a good spot it's good to see you enjoying it and doing well what do you feel like are some of the main factors for the success that you've had
0: perseverance never give up that grit factor i feel like i have a high grit factor and just being quick with decisions ryan trembler always says ready fire aim so it is the quick decisions to get things done the relationships first i learned that obviously firsthand. With Mike and with Kathy, but I feel like that is what has helped me get, you know, be here for 13 years is the relationships with, with sales reps, but also with other managers, you know, that we have in the company. And so I always, I feel like I just put people first. Vector's a people first, you know, company, which is why I've chose to stay. And I just think that ability to even when the sales report might not be there or some of the darker times in my career, it's, I've always just had this deep-seated belief, this conviction that I know that I can be great here. So even if the report doesn't reflect that, I know that if I keep doing the right things, if I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, the results will come. So my, my commitment has never really wavered. I've never, I've never interviewed anywhere else. I've never thought about really getting another job. I actually look at most other jobs and you know think about, wow, I'm really grateful for what I have. And so it's just, even if things weren't great, it's just having that that conviction, that belief, that commitment. And I think that's what's made me great because when you have that conviction, you have then the willpower to go figure it out, the knowledge that you need to, so like, all right, how do I, how do I figure this out? If I don't have the answers. Somebody's got to have the answers, and I, what's great about Vector is we're such a, a sharing company. You know, Drew Frank, top manager, will say, you know, he gave us fifty documents of, hey, here's how you be great. You know, there's no secrets uh, here, and I, I love that.
1: Yeah, no, it's cool to hear. You referenced perseverance and grit being key factors. Are these things that you teach and discuss with your sales reps? right now, the people growing up under you, you know, what do you teach them about being gritty?
0: Gritty is such a funny word, but so, so powerful. We talk about that, I don't want to say daily basis, but at least on a weekly basis, even something as simple during phone time, being able to continue, persevere. We teach things like that in our leadership academy we do uh, a core values exercise that helps them realize the things that are important to them, you know, and the uh, Angela Duckworth's book on grit, you can take a grit test and determine, you know, your grit uh, factor Mm -hmm. uh, or score some, you know, something like that. And that's what's cool about leadership Academy is we don't just teach you how to sell more knives. We teach you, you know, skills for life that that's going to help you in the future. So Those are all things that I believe are more powerful. And those are the things that I, as me as a manager, I get excited about teaching more than teaching the basics. Yeah.
1: Because ultimately, Katie, when, when a a young person is confident and has grit and has, you know, a lot of the personal characteristics that it takes to succeed, they're probably going to do well at pretty much anything. The The skill side of selling and of leadership and the, you know the things that we try to teach people that, that help them do well in our specific business, those are important and they're great, but they're secondary to the personal characteristics of being someone who is great at what you do, being someone who's confident, who has grit, right? Like those characteristics supersede a lot of the other things that we try to teach people.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And those are things that, I teach, you know, my sales reps. But I don't. I don't have any kids, but I have my niece and nephew who are, are like my kids in some ways. They. Uh, I just moved houses, and they brought a bag yesterday to move in. But those are things that I teach them. My niece can't wait to grow up and sell Cutco. She's nine, uh, and always gives Cutco shoutouts often. But it's because <laughs> and, and those are things you know. It's I'll be playing a game with my my nephew, and he'll say, "Do you just give up already?" You know, is how he used to say. And i say, well, we don't give up. We're just going to figure out the answer. And now when we were playing, and I've been saying that to him for months, and we were playing a game yesterday, and he says, that's right, you d- we don't give up anymore. And so just watching those things that I've learned in Vector also come to fruition in my personal life. is
1: fruition. Yeah, I, I always try to catch my kids when they say, I can't. And I correct them. I'm like, we never say, I can't. You can say, hey, I need to try again. You can say, hey, I need help. You can say, right. Hey, I don't know how to do this, but let's avoid saying I can't because you know, you guys are champions. You can, you can do anything you want. Yeah. So I think, uh, it's a good reminder of some of the things that we try to teach, teach yes. young people. Now I know, uh, Katie, that your success that you've had in vector was not a straight line, that you certainly have had some gut check experiences. Can you tell us a little bit about a time where you experienced a gut check in the business, and, and what lessons came out of it?
0: Yeah, so I, I know kind of mentioned already the I got this complacency, so got off to a fast start as a manager, just like I did as a sales rep. And I have talked about the impact that Mike Monroe had on my career, and when Mike made the move from DVM to the corporate side of the business, that was a big gut check moment for me because I had to reevaluate why did I become a district manager? My DVM is just left, so to speak. He's no longer going to be my division manager. So that really helped me determine my purpose. Why am I here? What do I want to build? And really learn that I need to do this for me, not just to help Mike build a great division, which I think at certain points was my why. So that was one. But then the the big one that I really feel like uh, has helped propel our success and in some ways put me on the national radar is at the end of 2015, I had this, you know, oh, crap moment. Oh, my God, I'm going to be 30 next year. And I, obviously, I I knew I was going to be 30, but I didn't realize when it hit me. And I don't know why 30 just had this This mark in my mind that we set for ourselves, like we have to be successful and we have to have it all figured out by the time we're 30, just you know, the societal, you know, restrictions that is put on us. And when I was a sales rep, I did an exercise of what do I want my life to be like when I'm 30? And was one of the decisions that helped me be a district manager was all the things I wanted when I was 30. District was the vehicle to get me there. But when I had that moment, I thought, there's a lot of things that i haven't accomplished that and i don't like the trajectory of where my life is going right now i need to make some changes before i turn 30 and so that was kind of the the gut check moment and where i had to really recommit to personal and professional growth personal becoming healthier being better in relationships not long after that, I, I did meet my fiance. So that has one of the things on the list with the personal growth, but also uh, in my business. You know, at that point, I was able to really develop people and move my organization forward by retaining the best people on my team, and even though the. CP- didn't come right away, I was able to you wrap you get great people in your organization, eventually it'll pop. And so it was just really a recommitment of okay, it's you know, this isn't just my first job out of college anymore. Now that I'm thirty, I've been here for ten years. It's time to get serious. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the biggest gut check, and then everything really started to change. Right when I turned thirty, and in some ways, never really looked back since then. Of course, we still have hiccups and and whatnot. We all we always do, but just the commitment to being great really started at that point.
1: Yeah, and you had you had a year where you regressed a little bit in your business during this time, right?
0: Yeah. So. 2015 we had our second worst year ever. I did not hit the national trip which still is is painful. It's the only trip I've never won. And then and, and so that was a really big gut check for me. I wasn't as financially stable as I am now. So being able to work through that work out of that, you know, has helped, but 2015 was really hard and the beginning of 2016 was when things started to change.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a good lesson for anyone listening that, you know, a successful person can go through a downturn in their professional life and their professional results. Um, and that's oftentimes a part of the cycle of success. It's, there's not a lot of successful people in or out of Vector that have had this straight upward line. You know, virtually everyone has had some type of, uh, you know, downturn along the way that they learn from. Jim Rohn has a, uh, a a lesson he teaches that he calls the day that turned my life around, right? And it, it it's sort of a, a an experience he had that was a time where he realized, well, this is what I don't want to be right here. And and sometimes that's part of the experience of getting to the success we want is uh, you know having those having those times. So I I think it's it's cool that you experienced that and bounced back from it relatively quickly, and that it really was a one year experience for you and not a whole lot longer
0: Yeah and I was always good and what I've learned with vector is vector takes care of its people and when you're good it takes care of its it, vector takes care of its people but when you're great it's at a whole nother level so what kind of kept me through is the vector culture but some of the, the rewards the success the accolades everything that comes with being great is at such a higher level. Um, but Vector still takes care of its people when they're good, when they're average, which you don't find that in other companies.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. The difference in how one is recognized when they're great versus good, and that at least in Vector, we work hard to recognize the good performance as well. But it is a whole new level when you take it uh, to great. Now, In preparing for this conversation, uh, Katie, you you mentioned to me that loyalty and relationships are core values of yours. Can you speak a little bit more about this?
0: Sure. Uh, As far as relationships, we've talked a lot about relationships in this podcast so far, but I think coming from a large Italian family, a large Lebanese family, uh, one on mom's side, one on dad's side, relationships have always been there because of that. I'm very close with all sorts of extended family. So, and that's part of what has attracted me with Vector. But, you know, I think with relationships, one of the best parts about Vector is the people. But when we can also, Ryan always says, uh, a business we can't wait to get to and a life we can't wait to get home to. Mm -hmm. And I think about that, with the relationships outside of Vector. So I know my relationships within Vector are strong, but it's important to me that I have great relationships with my family and not just my parents, but also extended network. Uh, When I think about loyalty, again, I think the the Italian and Lebanese descent has what's played a factor in the, the loyalty. I think it's also what's kept me in Vector is because loyalty is a core value. So even when i had some of those gut check years i never even considered getting another job because it's the loyalty to vector that i have felt because vector has given me so much i know that i i can be great here i know this is audio but on my my yeti here i have my three core values uh loyalty relationships and passion and it's our office little logo here with an anchor because rhode island ocean state uh so those are just things that i try to bring into the business as well so my personal life i know loyalty relationships and passion are my core values outside the business so i think about how can i tie those into the business and that's one of the things that i feel like i love about vector is i can bring who i am into my business
1: that's really cool to hear i love uh the concept of loyalty to the to the people into the business and, and i just think that everyone Everyone who's listening, regardless of whether you're in vector or out of vector, should take some time to think about what you're grateful for in your life. And the more that you can develop a paradigm of gratitude for the things you have, first of all, you'll feel better. And that's important. But also, it really sinks in, especially if you work here, what we have in terms of the culture, the people, the opportunity. And for me, that's what's kept me here is that that I've always had that loyalty, Katie, and that loyalty stems from a sincere gratitude for what the company has done for me, for what the people that have led me, people like Bruce Goodman, for example, have done for me. And that, it it just, it creates a that high level of loyalty. I love the phrase you said, the business we can't wait to get to and the life we can't wait to get home to.
0: Yeah, Ryan Trembler. I don't know if he's the original, but he always says that in our (laughs) division.
1: Yeah, that's an awesome uh, saying, really uh, exemplifying being eager for both parts of our life. Uh, You know, eager to go to work and then eager to get home and and really enjoying both sides. That's awesome. What's it like working with Ryan?
0: Like I said, going back to my Cut Club Bloodlines, I feel so fortunate, Kathy, Mike, Ryan, the between the three of them. But especially with Ryan, Ryan took me in. I was kind of like a, a lost district manager in regards to I didn't really have a division when my division manager left. So he's like, yeah, sure, you, you can be a part of our team. And I've always, speaking of, of grateful, I've always been grateful that Ryan kind of invited me, warm welcome into the division, never treated me any differently. And what's been cool is i Ryan has been there for me through those gut check years. I remember having a, you know, countless one on one conversations and in person, I, I still have a placemat that Ryan and I went out for breakfast one day. And it was just he's like, Imagine what your business can be like. And he just drew out Uh, a vision of, you know, you could have four districts and, you know, five branches and 10 FSMs and CSPs and 10 AMs and literally just kind of like a diagram kind of drew it all out. And this was during one of those gut check years around 2015 or so when things weren't going well. And I still have that placemat in my office hanging up as a reminder of Ryan believes in me. And what's been great is now as I've, my business has developed, Ryan's been my biggest advocate, you know, treats me like an equal in some aspects where, where he's able to teach me higher levels of the business, but still learning and growing from him. And Ryan's been a huge reason for our breakout the last few years. Mm,
1: that's great. You know, he definitely is somebody who has a, a tremendous reputation throughout Vector and so uh, a fantastic mentor for you to be having right now. You, you mentioned that he encouraged you to imagine and develop a vision uh, for your future. What, what is that vision for Katie Capone? What are you excited about as you look into the future?
0: Yeah. So from a, a personal perspective, uh, getting married next year in St. Lucia, doing a destination wedding. Congratulations. One of my If I had a fourth core value, it would be travel. So I love to travel. Also one of the reasons that has kept me in vector. So can't wait for post-pandemic and to get back to travel. I certainly have missed all that lately. So travel, but also wedding uh, next year, which we're really excited about. But from a a professional perspective, I just want to keep growing myself, my business, my organization, and being able to teach so many of the lessons that I've learned in vector. I want to be able to teach that to as many people as I possibly can. I know vector has changed my life. I know the power it has, whether somebody works with us for a campaign or a couple of years, cut cold through college, and then they move on or they choose to stay. I know the power that vector can have on somebody's life. And in my mind, I want to get that out to as many people as I possibly can. So that's, that's what I'm excited about.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, grateful that you said Vector has changed your life because that's clearly what this podcast is all about. We are all uh, working in a place that has this transformational effect on everybody that stays here for any sort of reasonable length of time. It gives us the uh, awareness of the places we can improve ourselves. It gives us a path to the things we want. In life, and the leaders and mentors that can help us to get there, you've been fortunate uh, to have had great people that have helped lead you in that direction. Now the tables are turned, and you're one of the great mentors who's helping and leading so many other people. You're inspiring people all throughout the company, not just in your own office. Uh, and it's just it's, it's something that's great to see.
0: Awesome. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any last words you'd like to share with uh, the Vector Cut Co audience, Katie?
0: I would say, leave every opportunity open. I was that person. I had my whole life planned out. Vector wasn't in it. Even after I started with Vector, Vector still wasn't in it. So leave every opportunity open. Keep an open mind to so many things, especially with the, the world that we live in now. Be grateful for the things that we have and just keep putting that gratitude into the world.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you for all of your insights and your lessons today. I really My appreciate pleasure. appreciate having you as a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Katie Capone, everyone. Hope you like that. Interesting that Katie described how her identity was that of a soccer player. And that's where she attached her Uh, Identity, her belief in herself. And I think it's worth considering right now uh, how do you identify yourself? What do you most identify as being? I think it's so funny how some people like literally like their identity is that the sports team that they're a fan of, like that's their life, which is almost ridiculous to consider. But is the identity that you have of yourself serving you? And if not, how can you reestablish an identity for yourself that does serve you? Great thing to consider. Uh, Katie described the pattern of complacency that she noticed in herself. And she noticed it after right getting cut from the soccer team and then after having some struggles in, in, as a vector manager after several years of success. Most people take a lot longer to notice that pattern of complacency. And... I think the answer to the pattern of complacency is establishing the habit of personal growth. The habit of personal growth will make you feel more motivated, but will also you'll receive consistent reminders and challenges in your life that will inspire you to find new answers and develop new solutions and to constantly be striving for uh, growth and excellence. Awesome to hear about the impact of the relationships, Kathy Vasquez, Kathy Kristen, now Mike Monroe, Ryan Trembler, and how they have impacted Katie and how it led her to stay around it and never really think about leaving Vector because those relationships were so important. You know, Gallup, the polling company, conducted one of their largest studies uh, a number of years ago which was a study of people in 155 different countries and concluded that the most important factor in personal happiness is meaningful work that is done with people who we respect and admire. And we have a chance in Vector to have that opportunity, uh, to have meaningful work that's impacting people positively and it's done around people who we respect and admire and have a chance to grow with. Katie described how when you're great, the rewards can be disproportionate in Vector. And when you're fully committed, you can become great at what you do. And then when you become great, you're able to reap these disproportionate rewards. It is true that when you're good at anything, uh, your rewards are okay. But when you're great at something, the rewards are disproportionate. And I just want to challenge you to get great at whatever it is you're doing. She also suggested leaving opportunity open as you're you know, moving through your path in life. There's a concept that we call a position of choice. And that's where you want to be. You want to develop such great skills and have such great results and great track record in what you do that you're coveted by others in terms of your, your work efforts. And that you have this opportunity to have choices and lots of things you could do being in that position of choice is a great place to be katie capone has put herself into a great position of choice Uh, she's chosen to stay here in vector and cutco for 13 years we're grateful to have a great leader like her and all the other great leaders that we have here in the company and i appreciate that you're listening to these stories and hopefully these stories are reinforcing the greatness of what occurs here in the Cutco Vector business, and for any of you that are here, that that gratitude for what we do will inspire loyalty to the company and to your leaders. and And I hope that that keeps a lot of you here for a long period of time because it's a great place to be. And if you're not here, I hope you can bring the Cutco Vector culture to where you are. Katie mentions a core values exercise is something she uses with her team, a tool many leaders in Vector have used is the Core Values Index or CVI, which is the most reliable personality assessment ever created. I've arranged for our listeners to get a free CVI assessment by visiting erep.com slash e slash dc. It takes less than 10 minutes to complete and you'll get your results immediately. You'll also have an option to upgrade your report to a detailed assessment that will blow you away with what it teaches you about yourself and about how to better interact with others. Anyway, check it out at erep.com. E-R-E-P.com/e/dc. I'm grateful that you took the time to hear from Katie Capone. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast.